Welcome to the Unknown Packers Podcast, and I am your host, Bryce Christensen, for today's episode, pregame four, Chiefs. It's a short pour. The other pregame episodes have been on tap and decided to switch it up a little bit because I had an unscripted on tap episode where I got a little crazy, got a little wild, but it felt good to go back to my roots and just talk about the... Packers and almost uh, not in an improv sort of way, but just very, just off the cuff, unscripted. So rightfully titled. But for pregame four, the Chiefs short pour, I just wanted to highlight real quick the snap counts from last week and what that will possibly entail or what we will possibly look at when it comes to the Packers and Chiefs uh, for the fourth and final preseason game. And then the 53-man roster will be released sometime Saturday evening. I believe cuts are done at 4. And then uh, the 53-man roster will be released this weekend. Keep your eyes peeled as well for uh, my 53 on tap episode, my final edition. So we'll have that available for you Saturday morning. So make sure you you set your alarm clocks. We'll get that ready for, for you to consume before the Packers make their uh, official 53-man roster for the 2019-2020 season. It's so exciting. I mean, Packers is a year-round thing for for us and the unknown Packers production team. But it, there's, you know, once preseason, once regular season, it's like, all right, it, it is time. It is time to echo the words of former linebackers coach Kevin Green as he was saying to former outside linebacker Greg Clay Matthews as he was able to create a fumble with his hit to Richard Mendenhall, I believe, and tilted the field all on him. So it is time. It is time, Packers fans. And I'll give you a little bit of what I think is going to happen in week f- or in week four for preseason. But first, before we go into that, let's just go and look at the snap counts. And I'm getting this from Evan Tex Western of Acme Packing Company. You can check him out. He does uh, the snap counts for each game an incredible resource, but let's just break it down real quick. On offense, you had 72 plays. You had Tim Boyle with 46, Deshaun Kaiser with 26. And at running back, you had Trey Carson with 33, Keith Ford with 18, Dexter Williams with 17, Malcolm Johnson with 11, Darren Hall, who was just released, had four, and then Tommy Bohannon had two. Malcolm Johnson and Bohannon being the fullbacks. And I'm going to hold off on what positions I'm going to talk about. I'll just go through the snap counts. A wide receiver, you had Trevor Davis with 48, Alan Lazard with 47, our boy Alan Lazard, Darius Shepard with 40, Jake Kumaro had 20, Jamon Moore with 15, Equinemius St. Brown had 12, and Tail Redding had 2, and Equinemius got hurt in the second quarter, and uh, luckily it was just a, a high ankle sprain. We'll see what happens with him. Moving forward to tight ends, we had Robert Tanyan with 48, Evan Bayless with 41, and Farrell McKever with 2. At offensive lineman, you had 72 with Adam Pankey. Justin McCray had 61. Lucas Patrick had 57. Cole Madison had 47. Alex Light had 46. Yash Nijman had 26. Gerhard DeBeer had 26. And Anthony Cole had 25. Moving on to the defense, you had 78 plays. Focusing on the defensive lineman, you had James Lowney, or Looney, I'm sorry, with 44. Kingsley Kiki with 43. Dion Simmon with 42, Montrevious Adams 28, Olive Sagapolu with 23, and Tyler Lancaster 22. 
Outside linebackers, we had Randy Ramsey with 53, Marcus Jones with 47, Kyler Fackrell with 31, and Rashawn Gary with 25. And moving along to inside linebackers, you had Ty Summers, 77, James Crawford with 35, and Brady Sheldon with 23, Curtis Bolton with 19, and uh, Curtis Bolton ended up getting uh, an injury and was in a knee brace, and we'll, we'll find out more about him. Moving on to safeties, uh, Trey Matthews had 56, Mike Tyson 36, Will Redmond 34, and Raven Green with 24. Moving to cornerbacks, you had Shannon Sullivan with 64, Natrell Jamison with 53, Nadar Rouse 31, Tony Brown 24, and Josh Jackson 24. And that's your snap count. And now, as we transition into the Chiefs-Packers game, Providing those snap counts, I mean, maybe I, I wasted your time and maybe I wasted mine because in week three, the Packers played up in Winnipeg in an 80-yard field with a game that they didn't know if it was going to occur. They pulled all their starters, 33 to be exact, and then you got to see a lot of other players that we really haven't seen much play or play much. And I think that the takeaway from that is Tim Boyle had 46 snaps so my or snap counts my thinking is maybe they they value kaiser more and so they gave boyle more snap counts and that's been a reoccurring theme uh throughout our pregame episodes is that i don't know what the packers are thinking so i think granted it might not be the most alluring and exciting position at backup quarterback especially with tim boyle and deshaun kaiser but i'm not going to join that bandwagon that they both suck i mean i know we all know what happens when uh, the GOAT isn't suiting up for the green and gold, putting on number 12. We know what's going to happen. And I'm just going to knock on wood. Even though I didn't say it, I'm just going to knock on wood just to make sure. But I still think that Tim Boyle is your QB too. And going into the final week of preseason, I, I think that he's going to solidify that. The biggest question for me is, does the draft capital and trade of Deshaun Kaiser way more than what Tim Boyle has done in preseason so far. He's outplayed Kaiser, no question about it. And now the big question is, do the Packers keep three QBs? Part of me thinks that they keep two. And you fortify other positions, especially at that wide receiver group. So I think the thing that I'm going to look at the most is Boyle-Kaiser. And if Boyle goes out and has another great game, and Kaiser gives his kind of, you know, mediocre, sometimes atrocious play. He oozes athleticism. There's no doubt about it. But the inconsistencies and the fundamentals sometimes aren't there. So what happens if Tim Boyle goes out there? I mean, you would think that Tim Boyle is your backup. So that's the thing that I'm really curious about is, do they give up on Kaiser right now? I mean, does that trade capital weigh more than Tim Boyle and his performances? But I think Tim Boyle is your backup QB. I've been saying it all preseason, although there was a couple episodes that I kind of questioned myself. But moving along to, and I mentioned this at wide receiver, is if you keep two QBs, you can keep Darius Shepard and Alan Lazard. And again, if Darius Shepard and Alan Lazard have great games again, how, how do they not make this 53-man roster? And I think Darius Shepard might have more of a lot or inside track of making this 53, especially with his kickoff and punt return experience. 
but does Alan Lazard have that inside track? And I think he's on this 53. I've been talking about it all preseason, all training camp. He made my initial 53 on tap. He made my initial 53-man roster, albeit as a tight end, because I just didn't think that they could keep him. And maybe if they switched him to tight end, they would. But he's proven that he is a... he is a physical specimen that has um, the technique. I mean, he was one of a former All-American, one of the best wide receivers in high school and had a great career for Iowa State. And it's a shock that he went undrafted. But I just, I firmly believe, and I've seen other reports that say out there that he'll make it back on the practice squad if we release him. I don't think so. So that's the risk um, that I'm going to be looking, or that's the risk that the Packers are going to take if they do decide to cut one of those really premier players that's been playing and hope that they can sneak him on the practice squad. And maybe it's just my thought, but if Alan Lazard doesn't make this 53, I don't think he makes it to the practice squad. I think he he gets signed somewhere else. And then I'm also curious about this RB3. Is Trey Carson doesn't really impress me, although he had a touchdown in last week's game. Dexter Williams, I think, had like 2.5 yards per carry or something like that. But he has shown that he's got that burst and that explosiveness. So again, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at what Dexter Williams can do to continue to scaffold in time for the regular season because I think he could provide some oomph later on in the season. And I know it's tough with offense alignment, but I do want to see how Cole Madison responds, um, Yash Nijman, and some of the other... and. I mean, typically you don't play any starters in week four of the preseason. But again, I, I wonder what they look at with Lane Taylor. I mean, he, he they strutted, they strolled Lane Taylor out there week one and uh, week one in preseason, that is. And typically you don't do that with your starters. So I, Elton Jenkins and Lane Taylor, they're going to get into battle. But if it were me, I wouldn't play them. And I would like to think that they already know uh, what they have in Jenkins and what they have in Taylor. Maybe they keep Taylor on as insurance, or maybe they feel that they've got enough other pieces in there to fortify that offensive line. Time will tell. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, the big question for me is that inside linebacker position. I don't know if we're going to get a lot of information, but a guy that I want to keep an eye on is Brady Sheldon, a guy that has sticky hands, picked off uh, a few passes in training camp, picked off a two-point conversion, and then also made an incredible hit on a run on a running back in the Raiders game week three. I think he got flagged for helmet to helmet though too, if memory serves me correctly. Sheldon could be that dark horse, that surprise guy that no one expected to make the 53. He didn't have a lot of snaps in this game. And typically if you're looking at guys, I mean, you had Trey Matthews at safety who had like 46 snaps. He ain't making the team, but he got all those snaps because what else? And so Sheldon didn't get that many in comparison to uh, Ty Summers. And for some reason, I when I think Brady Sheldon, I always think of uh, tight end and Evan Bales is a tight end. I don't know why I said that. But when you're looking at inside linebacker position, we'll go right back to the, you had James Crawford with 35 and Brady Sheldon with 23. So I think, again, you're going to look at what does James Crawford do at inside linebacker and what does Brady Sheldon do? James Crawford definitely has that special teams acumen and that experience from last year. He was an original 53-man roster um, selection by Gutekunst last year in his first year as, as GM. And then for me also, I, I kind of want to see how does what does Will Redmond do and also Natrell Jamerson and Chandon Sullivan, three guys that are vying for that selection to make the roster. So those are three guys that 
I would look at the most. So on defense, Sheldon, Redman, Chandon Sullivan, and Trell Jamerson, I want to see the most just because do they fill that back end of the 53? And keep your eyes peeled. I'll do a post game, obviously, with the week four preseason game. And uh, we'll do our 50-man roster release of the Unknown Packers podcast. So thank you so much for supporting the Unknown Packers production team as well as uh, the Unknown Packers podcast. And I hope you enjoyed this preseason four or pregame four, the Chiefs short pour. And I'm just excited. We're one week closer to Green Bay, Chicago, squaring off week one. It's an exciting time. Take the opportunity to relax because once the regular season hits, anxiety and depression, all this other stuff will go through the roof. So take the time to relax now. Don't worry. And keep your eyes peeled for our 53-man roster release set to before the Packers release their 53-man roster. But once again, Go Pack Go. I am your host, Bryce Christensen, and this is the Unknown Packers Podcast. Thank you so much for following the Unknown Packers Podcast. Make sure that you're tuning in to TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Play, Stitcher, and a variety of other podcast platforms. Don't forget to say, hey, Alexa, play the Unknown Packers Podcast. That's right. We're good friends with Alexa. Make sure you're checking out our website, theunknownpackers.com, as well as Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Reddit, The Unknown Packers Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I'm Bryce Christensen, and this is The Unknown Packers Podcast.